0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Charting Queer Health, a podcast at the intersection of queer culture, healthcare, and research. On behalf of Howard Brown Health in Chicago, as always, I'm your host, Matt Leske. I'm a cis-white gay man, a Chicago resident, but most importantly, I have the incredible opportunity to sit down with various experts from across our organization and across our community to learn from their expertise, amplify their stories and voices, and advance the conversation surrounding queer healthcare. Today, I'm chatting with two local go-go dancers, Jay and Graham, to learn about their experience.
1: Thanks for having me. I am Jaylen. Um, That's my government name, my God-given name, but I go by um, Boy Jay. Um, My pronouns are he, him, and I'm a go-go boy for those that are like outside of the gay spectrum. Um, But if you're inside the gay spectrum, um, I like to identify myself as like a male-presenting drag queen. Um, so, yeah, performer by
2: night. Uh, my name is Graham Holly. I am a part-time go-go dancer, but also work uh, in events and experiential marketing. Um, oh, what was the rest of the... Pronoun. Pronoun, thank you. Um, he, him, his, but I will honestly answer to anything.
0: Awesome. So, because we kind of talked about this before we started recording, I'm really fascinated uh, with kind of the different nuances with how different performers label themselves within the first yeah. scene, because you have... Uh, you know, drag queens in a really like strict sense of the word mm. uh, that like will be feminine presenting. Yeah. But then, like you said, you're uh, a male presenting drag queen because I because I was like explaining to you the episode. I was like, oh, it's go go, and you're like, well, I don't really do like strict go go-go. go is. Go-go, the term that you use, have you ever called yourself by anything other than that?
2: No, that's just what like, kind of like the industry is. That yeah. kind of makes sense. People okay. know what you mean when you say go-go dancer.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and you said it's not your primary job. So how long have you been go-going on the side?
2: I've been doing it since the summer of 2017. Uh, I was going out with a friend with a group of friends and one of them, Jamie said that, you know, I had great energy for it. I had a good personality. So I considered him huh, maybe I will. And then I think maybe a month later, another friend, Phil was hired to do a go-go dancing gig, but he said he would, he would only do it if I was booked as well. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Right. Um, and it was, I don't remember the name of the party, but I remember it was at fantasy. Um, and it's just like all started from there.
1: When I first moved here, I had graduated already from Purdue University, which is in Indiana. Yep. Um, I would come up here to party, new Chicago, like I needed a big city. Um, I literally moved here and first thing I like, boy, Sam, I already knew. I just, in my head, went back to the Babylon from Chris Folk. And I was like, I wanted mm. to be one of those cage dancers.
0: Gotcha. So
1: in like the, when I first moved here, I would go grab the grabbies, the the. What it, that's what they're called, the little gay um, magazines that are in front of the clubs, oh, the Go yeah. Grabs or something. like. Yeah. I would grab those and in the back there would always be like the gay version of classifieds. Interesting. And they would tell you, like, oh, someone needs you for this or stuff like that. So that's how I literally started taking jobs. I saw that the Lucky Horseshoe was hiring and I auditioned there. And that's a whole nother... (laughs) If you know what the Lucky Horseshoe is, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a a male-based strip club, and it gives very, like, Hollywood strip club vibes. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, that, that's it's, where I started. That's it's, where a lot of boys start.
0: What, what was your headspace like, accepting that? Was there any, like, reservations? Like, is this actually what I want to be doing? Is like, how did, how did you approach that? I was a little bit
2: nervous at first, but I also have years of background as a performer. Like, musical theater is what I went to school for, even though I'm not, you know, pursuing that now. I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to being in front of people. And I love to dance. Like, I love being on a dance floor, so translating that to being on a platform or a box instead was great. And also, over time, I've realized, oh, I get to be paid to be here to do what I love. Right. And on top of that, I have space to dance. I'm not, like, smushed together like a sardine. I can, you know, I can throw moves that people can't do down there, so why not?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just always had love for dance. I was a theater gay when I was in, like, middle school. Okay. Then I went from theater gay to middle school to, like, jock in high school, so, like... It's quite a pivot. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, it was kind of... I thought it was pretty... pretty tea. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, after that happened, I just liked dancing. I love club life. Yeah. Like, originally from North Carolina, I remember, like, the club scene. We only had one club. It was, like, 40 minutes away. It was only on Sundays, so, like... I would just go there and dance the night away. Yeah. So, like when Try I moved, I thought I would be into like a more positive environment for the gay community, but Indiana is a step backwards. Mm. So when I moved here, I just knew I wanted to dance and yeah. just dance all night. And what better way to get paid to do that was
0: go-going. Yeah. What what led you to kind of landing in this niche of masculine presenting drag queen? Um, drag I king. started no, out as queen. like just
1: solely go going. Mm-hmm. And I just love dancing and just love like the essence of just being able to capture someone's attention like subliminally. you know what I mean so that's kind of what got me into it um when I was a go-go people would just try to get me in drag try to get me in drag and I would let them but like I've had some pretty good drag queens paint me and I never liked the way it looked like I just never liked the transformation of being a male and going to female so I felt like if Anybody was able to just like make my own niche and just do it as a boy. I was like, well, now's the time. Yeah. Um, RuPaul Drag Race has done such a great job at giving us the the baseline of what drag is, but as again, it's just baseline. There's so many different nuances and ways that you can be a drag queen. It's not just about being female or male. There's plenty of drag queens out there that are like creature based and like there's whole like gig is them just being like different creatures or stuff like that
0: so like I'm just a small entity into that world gotcha this is might seem like a dumb question why do you think bars hire go-go dancers?
2: I think a big reason is to like help entice people in because you see you don't just see like the people down on the floor dancing you see someone else up there it's like oh what's that person doing what you know why are they there what about their body makes you want to or their movement makes you want to come in Um, and also for me, I definitely feel they do, they hire go-go's to add additional energy. So, you know, if the dance floor is dead or something, you have someone out there who's like getting people interested to get out there. I know there've been many a times where, you know, I step out onto the box and there's no one there. It's like, great. I gotta get, I gotta get your attention. I gotta get you interested. Who do you
0: look at? In general, actually, that's a good question I always think about. Like, what do you look at when you're
2: around the bar? Uh, sometimes I look down at the crowd, see, you know, who's vibing, who's doing this, who's doing that. See if anyone's making eye contact with me, who's giving me their energy that Ooh. I can send back to them as okay. well. Sometimes I just want to be in my own world and dance and just look at the walls. Yeah. And...
1: Oh, we're, we're easy. Like, you want people to be at the bar. Mm -hmm. it's okay when people are are in the club but everything happens at the bar so like when you have a hot boy on the bar like they'll just literally sit up there and gaze at you all night and of course they're not going to gaze at you and like not have a drink there at the bar so it's just this rotation of trickle effects we're hot we bring people in to literally be at the bar they pay us and otherwise they're paying the bar to just sit there and look at us like we're live
0: entertainment what's the hardest part of the job for you for me, there really isn't
2: a hard part. I mean, I guess would be maintaining my physical fitness mm-hmm. That because there tends to be this desire for go-go dancers to look a certain way and be very muscly and toned. And I'm thankful that fitness has been a big part of my life for at least the last decade. So just over time, I've been able to hone in and get that down almost to a science at this point. Yeah. So it's not that difficult anymore
1: for me personally I think the hardest part of the job is just or in general you don't have to
0: be personal if you don't Mm -hmm. want to but
1: I'll give both I think the hardest part in general is knowing what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. you know what I mean a lot of times people see go-go boys or other go-go boys see other go-go boys and they see what extremes they'll go Mm -hmm. and they think they either have to top that or meet that and I don't Personally, I don't think that's, you need to know where you're comfortable at. Because as long as you show comfortability and as long as you show confidence, that's the sexiest thing. It's it's not about how big your muscles are or how you move. It's more about what you're comfortable with and you going there confidently. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, what I think the hardest part is, (laughs) is just um, staying, like, relatable in your day-to-day life. Mm. Because you get so caught up in this nuance of being a go-go and the persona that, like, you kind of could lose who you really are. So, keeping a good balance of not letting the limelight get to your head is something I feel like probably is the hardest part. Because I've seen so many go-go boys just get this huge head that they're this god's gift and it's kind of mm-hmm. like okay girl like you not that snap That's out of the delusion down <laughs> a little bit. i
0: i like liken uh in my head go going um in a way to like any uh, like uh, retail position or like customer facing where like mm-hmm. you're you know doing something and customers are, are paying you for it and so in that process they you know expect certain things or feel entitled to like communicate in a certain way mm-hmm. um do you find that that's true or like how how do you handle interactions with do you call them customers clients <laughs> tip people that pay you I do, like
2: I don't know what I would call the people who tip me right? just um guess I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. guests of the bar. Guests of the Patrons. Bar. Yeah,
2: I feel I'm mainly there to be like ambiance. I'm there to help get energy going to get people to the dance floor, to mm-hmm. get people excited to be there. Um I feel like I went on a tangent. What was the question? No, I because
0: yeah. because I can see like somebody and I've watched you navigate this before where like you'll be go going for some part of the night, uh, and obviously like you're up on a box and other people are down below, so the dynamic is you know, you can't have a long conversation with people you're moving, you're dancing, yeah. whatever, but they might approach you later on and, like, I could see or have seen, like, a, a page to me, like, oh, you know, I tipped you $5, you owe me at least, like, a flirty conversation. Like, how do you manage somebody like that or expectations where you're like, look, you know, I do love attention and getting paid money, but that also doesn't mean we're dating now. Like, yeah. how do you navigate that all?
2: I, I don't feel like I've had... Many, if any, potential uh, situations like that—not like
0: dating, but where people yeah, feel like they're best. They, yeah, now. they deserve more or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, I've I've always just been friendly. I've had short conversations. Like there are times where I'll sit on the bar and talk to someone for like ten minutes instead of dancing because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I'm enjoying your personality. Let's yeah. talk for a bit. You gave me a few bucks. Yeah, awesome. Let's let's chat for a bit. You, okay. I'm enjoying your energy. Let's and that's
0: something that most of the places you dance allow you to do. If let's, yeah, like, oh, I've okay.
2: never I've never had any manager would be like oh you can't do that like right. i've been very fortunate i feel like where i work that i am fairly free to do what i want as long as i'm on the box for when i need to be yeah
0: and i also can see like the pros of it being like you're an ambassador for the rest of the staff there yeah. and so you know if they feel like they can talk to you they're probably tip up bartender's wetter and everything as well mm-hmm. so that makes sense well and
2: also if i get to like build these little relationships with these people then they're probably more likely to come back because they mm-hmm. they know i'm more than just up there a body right. dancing right
0: yeah you everybody likes to have a personality attached to yeah. something that's like how i feel like people have high standards for me
1: I also have high standards for people.
0: Hmm. So, like,
1: if you're going to come at me and you think you're going to, like, the girls love to, like, wave the dollar or do the little, like, oh, I'm going to give you a dollar, but no, I'm going to take it back. Mm -hmm. You know, we as performers, and it's so important to keep professionalism in mind when we have these moments because it is our job and like for me it's my only job so if I want to be good and keep my job I have to stay professional yeah. I just can't think in my emotions and be raw even though performing it kind of looks like it and it feels like it but when those girls do that you can kind of give them a little attitude back to be like okay I'm going to take your dollar now I'm going to stand there with my hand open because I think you actually owe me another dollar yeah. and after she does that I'm like okay girl you actually owe me another dollar because you thought you were playing with me but you're not you know so it's always those little quirks and moments that can show to the environment and the world and people that are watching like okay he's actually in control of the situation um recently i had a video that went viral and it was someone like coming on stage while i was performing and literally like bear hugged me <laughs> and, like not really like attacked me but definitely crossed yeah. the lines of like personal What's, space yeah. and he was totally intoxicated and like the point of that was like, after he grabbed me, it was a total moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, get out of this, still performing. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of, like, fell to the ground, and I kind of, like, you know, displayed, like, okay, he's doing this thing. Like, girl, look what, he's making a fool of Mess, himself, you know what yeah. I mean? And then he, like, finally, like, got taken off the stage. It's one of those moments where you're kind of, like, you have to, while that video was going viral, so many people were talking about how calm I was. Mm-hmm. And the professionalism that I showed, like, even after he got off the stage, I had to finish performing. So even though that was a terrifying, crazy moment where someone crossed the line of my personal like space, you still have to stay in control because I'm working. I'm yeah. still phrased forward. I'm still like being seen in the spotlight where what I can do can make or break me. Yeah. So you have to be in control of the moment at all
0: times. Is there any, ever any awkwardness, especially being uh, like a male presenting drag performer, uh, you show a lot of your body. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Do people ever f- like feel entitled to things? To touch?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. When you, like you said, I'm I'm pretty much like kind of mostly naked a lot. Yeah. And I mean. I think it is very complimentary. It feels good that they want to touch, but it gets to the point where it's like, oh my God, someone's always touching you in like Mm. odd spaces. Like it's always like your butt or like, you're like right next to your, your higher thigh. You know what I mean? It's like very like, mm, you, you in a sense see it's coming So, you kind of have to gauge it in your mind who's doing it with a malintent, who's doing it with a predatorial intent, and who's just maybe just trying to get your attention or something like that. So, um, personally, I think it's annoying. I don't think you should ever touch somebody somewhere like that. But I understand that it's happening why it's happening. So. At least in my sense, because I've been doing it so long, I just feel like I have to gauge was what was their intent. You know, yeah. was this actually someone just trying to touch me so that they could get like my attention, or was it someone just trying to grab a feel, cop a feel? Then you have to know, okay, how do I address this person? Do I tell this person, "Hey, don't touch me"? Do I go to the security and be like, "Okay, this person needs to leave"? Yeah. Because there are certain times when it, it could be a woman. I've been in many situations where women have like came upon me really aggressive and like I'm little and I'm gay and I'm like obvious gay I'm not one of these like macho butch guys so like when women come and hit on me I'm like okay that's kind of cute but like girl calm down like (laughs) you're barking up the wrong tree and you're doing it aggressively so yeah I mean you have to gauge for yourself, again, what we we're talking about with what you're comfortable with and how confident you are to go to that extreme. Mm-hmm. If you do feel uncomfortable, then, yeah, let that person know with your body and with your with your words in a professional manner. And if it, if it excels and it goes farther, then get somebody else involved. Yeah. You should never feel like you're the only person that is in charge of your body that can do something. No, there's management always around. There should be security always around. And nine times out of ten, there's probably someone that's on your side and saw that as being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, other people would check a person. You know what I mean? So, I love that, too.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you probably have a little bit of, like, a spidey sense now. Yeah. Like, knowing in a crowd and, like, even if you're, like, accepting dollars from people, you know, in in your waistband or something, Mm -hmm. like, you can probably usually tell who is giving you dollars to, like, in a certain way to celebrate you or to, like... Lori. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Um on that note, like the it, is is go-go sex work?
2: Go-going specifically just that no. I've dabbled a little bit in sex work, but it's not something that I've been pursuing. I've I've definitely been optioned a variety of times. Oh, sure. And most of the time, like I'm not feeling it, but if I you know I have the connection and if you know the price is right, right, I'm I'm definitely open to it.
0: Okay, because I am curious because it's kind of like it's it's related to the sex work industry in and yeah. that like you're selling a, a a fantasy and a moment and an experience based off your body and the way that you move your body and yeah. and how you come across to people, but there's not like a strict like. You know that, that's all you're doing. There's no end portion yeah, of it. Necessarily. It definitely feels
2: like like a Venn diagram where you have things that are like specifically go go things that are yeah. specifically sex work and like the things that cross over. And it also makes sense for a lot of people who do sex work to also go go dance. Whether you know their sex work is escorting or their sex work is OnlyFans, because you know with OnlyFans that's a way for your fans to meet you and experience mm-hmm. you and get to know you. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it, I mean, so so you would say no, you don't, you don't feel like you're uh, sex work in the strict. Uh, interpretation of the word correct okay okay i think so we're
1: selling a fantasy at least the way i do it there's different ways you can go go yeah i sell fantasy okay you know when i'm on that box or when i'm performing or something like that like I want to give you what you think is, like, the best thing in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's, like, the way I move or the way I touch myself or what I look like. Like, I'm just trying to sell you a fantasy. Yeah. But just because I'm selling you a fantasy doesn't mean, like, your dollar implies that you get the fantasy. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. very like, cat and mouse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you really, like, kind of get the best of both worlds in mm-hmm. that you're, like able to because everybody likes attention and and being praised for whether it's movement or aesthetic or whatever you're giving uh but you don't have to deal with the entitlement that you know people might have you know if because because you can give body and movement in like a a traditional strip club or as a a traditional sex worker but you don't have the the back end of yeah, the back end of yeah. following through on all of that. <laughs> I, interest, was, the, I was trying to find a better way to word it. and this transaction,
1: a, maybe? Right, yeah. The, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah completely the transaction, I guess, is a good way to put it. And, and I, I want to clarify, like, I ask, Howard Brown is very sex positive and very sex work positive. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting how certain aspects of sex work are popularized or ex- more accepted within the queer community oh, than others. Yeah. Um and so it's interesting that you're like yeah like I'm I feel like I'm a part of that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's
1: like at least for me I'm okay with that. Yeah, it is a lot of judgment especially in like the gay society, you mm-hmm. know, Hollywood and mainstream really took a hand on the gay community and pushed it to the forefront which I appreciate and can see the good value but sometimes the gay guys that they push to the front that type isn't always so accepting of the lifestyle of the whole gay community yeah so when you see those movies like oh you
0: can say cis white gays like yeah just because yeah. they're going to be the lead in the movie right. about the gay couple doesn't mean that that's representation uh, and it's for the whole gay community for the
1: whole community yeah. and it kind of sucks because like those guys kind of get valued higher Yeah. On the totem pole. So like when you meet friends and they may look like that or you come across someone that's interested in you and they look like that, you have to kind of be like, okay, when do I let him know that I'm a go go or like a drag queen or like a performer like that? Because especially in my case, I'm not just your traditional go go. You know what I mean? I'm not just your traditional drag queen. So I can't say one or the other because then they'll come to my show and they'll see me and be like, oh, this is like. This is different. Yeah. You know, this isn't even what I thought. You know what I mean? So, you yeah, know, you get a little bit of a pushback and judgment, but that just, that's life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that's kind of life. feeds into a similar thought and similar question that I talked about with Chloe within the mm. drag scene. And maybe you'll echo it that like, uh, and you kind of already said it that w- you know, either white performers or white people in the industry Mm -hmm. can do less and receive more. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's true for Gogo as well? I'm thankful that a
2: lot of the places I dance at, they don't focus on race being an issue. I know definitely body type seems to be more so from my Mm. experience, but even within that, some of the people, or some of the companies, some of the bars i have danced with, they... And in more so recent years, I think after everything that happened with the pandemic and the Black Drag Council, um, that has seen some shifts to being more open to more body types, as it should be. Like, for me, I don't care what, like, the other go-go dancers look like, as long as they have good energy and they have rhythm. Like, that's what's important to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, because when you think about it from a marketing standpoint, and I got my degree in marketing, so like... Come on, marketing. So, yeah, sometimes I just go straight to that. Like, if you're trying to cater to a business and you want your business to grow, for gay people, white cis males are the ones that come with the biggest pocket. So who do white cis male, who do white cis males like? other white cis males so like even if you're not a good dancer even if you're not the hottest if you're white it's most likely you'll get that booking over me just because i'm black you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and it's sad but it's kind of like i'm like at least in my mind i'm like understanding from a business standpoint but um i really feel like chicago has taken a turn for the best when it comes to prioritizing people and at least entertainers that are booking other entertainers we see each other like we know okay this girl that's her job like or we can tell like oh you're not really into this for your passion you're just doing this as a hobby so like if you're doing this as a hobby and you don't put your everything into it then you're gonna get hobby gigs you're gonna get hobby gigs girl so i mean yeah okay okay
0: that's i mean that's that's good and it's refreshing that like things are are looking up do you ever see an end date for participating
2: in GoGo, uh, when my body gives out, <laughs> I as long as I still find joy in it, as long as I'm still happy with the money that I'm making, yeah. I definitely see myself right continuing now. it. Yeah,
1: I want to continue doing this for as long as possible. I'm. Um, I feel like this is what, like what I was made to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Even like I went to college to for marketing, and I don't use that in my like paperwork job, but like. I use marketing so much when I like promote things or like when I'm thinking about how I'm going to present something like for Halloween coming up. I have this last year I was Mystique and oh, before I my was, God, I remember yeah. saying that. <laughs> before I was Mystique, I, my cover up to show that I was like body painted as Mystique was that I was Spider-Man and that was so brilliant because if you know Mystique, she's a shapeshifter, yeah. and if you know Spider-Man Mystique, they're from the same like companies, like. Marvel, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. X Men is part of Marvel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like it was cool, and I knew that like the people that was there would get it and understand mm-hmm. it. And I feel like I use all those things that life has brought me in the past in this moment and drag, especially like yeah. I just I want to keep doing it.
0: Do you do you find yourself thinking about like your own body differently since starting to dance? Like I know you said you like had a good like base of physical fitness going into this mm-hmm. but like does go-going even part-time make you reevaluate your day-to-day life of like oh I need to do this differently or eat that or not eat this and and does that take an impact on your mental health at all?
2: I like you said since I've been focusing on my physical fitness since before I stepped into this I don't feel that it has really affected specifically with go-go dancing because I've already had somewhat of that mindset Mm -hmm. i have honed in on things more i have changed my diet here and there in small ways i'm not someone who's like i'm gonna go on a crash course and like change everything and do this cleanse of that it's like no no no. what if we tweak this a little and what about this and then oh we're seeing little results let's keep going down that road gotcha and mental health wise i feel like i've been in fine fitness is definitely and working out is a way for me to um Stay on top of my mental health. It's nice to have this time for myself because I'm not someone who likes to work out with other people. I'm sorry, I do not want to work out, buddy. I'm there to yeah. do my thing, put my head my time, yeah. yeah. Listen because to my gay ass playlist, um, <laughs> and lift some heavy things.
0: Yeah, I get that. I do you find is there comparison at all because you're when you go go you're not usually the only go-go dancer right in the in the correct there's
2: there's usually and i i definitely prefer this way there's usually at least one if not more uh go-go's dancing as well because a solo go-go always just feels weird it feels a little out of place yeah
0: you're like i'm not performing but i feel like you know on the center yeah i would get that because i ask because i feel like if i was in your position and maybe this just speaks more to my insecurities than anything but I, and, like, multiple people are dancing and you can see, like, how stuffed his waistband is. And, like, is there ever that moment of, like, I, you know, am feeling some type of way about that or I need to do X and Y differently? Or have you reached a point where you're just, like, everybody has certain taste and preferences and maybe there's more people here that prefer whatever he's serving today? I'm good with it. Like, how do you interpret that kind of vibe and end... To the same token, like, are there situations where, I, I guess it's not as vital because this isn't your full-time job, but are there situations where you've been, like, passed over for somebody else where you're like, oh, that's kind of annoying, I would have preferred that, or, you know, like... There are
2: definitely, there are definitely occasions where I'm kind of in my feels where, like, I know I I look great, I'm dancing well, I'm connecting with people, but mm-hmm. I'm just not the one making money, and it does get to me every now and then, but most of the time, I it's more so, like, good for them, good for them for making their money, like... And I, I, of course, want to make as much money as I can while I'm there. Yeah. But with it not being my primary income, I know I'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Because aesthetics in, in your body are kind of a big part of what you do. And they mm-hmm. enable your athleticism and the tricks that you're able to pull. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, because, like, my, my boyfriend's in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of a similar thing where because so much of what you do is based off the way that you look, it, you know, the, the tendency to kind of... Look negatively on your own body Or like what you're able to do Or like I need I'm not allowed to eat this thing Because I gotta do that Does that creep into this arena as well? Absolutely
1: Absolutely Especially like um, in the summertime Mm. When gigs are like back to back to back And there's so many important dates And stuff like that You really push yourself To the extreme sometimes Just to hit these like um, Non-realistic body images That like other people project onto you Right um, so yeah, I've definitely felt the pressure to, you know, be a certain way or look a certain way. Um, I hate going back to the whole like comfortable and your limits thing, but but hey, we like, love a moral to the story. Yeah, you know? it's definitely if if I could push anything to anybody, and like especially for my story and how I got to where I was. It was because I was so comfortable and confident. Yeah. And I knew that, like, no, I'm not the biggest, buffest guy, but I will flex my arm as if I am, and it will look hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, those days where I do feel bad and I do feel like, oh, I'm not as big as I used to be, or, oh, like, my abs aren't cutting today. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, so? Mm. Get up and act like you're that girl anyway. Can I curse?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: like, like I think Rihanna said it's like, if you don't wake up and feel like you're that bitch, go to sleep and wake up again, yeah, and, again and be yeah. that bitch. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: So
1: it's and we say delusion, at least I feel like I do, and it has like a negative connotation. Sometimes I say delusion, is not negative. Like there's good delusion. Sometimes yeah. that that me flexing when I know there's not that big of a muscle there is the delusion of me being like, It's gonna get here though. Like it's yeah. I'm gonna fake it till I yeah, make it though. Yeah. And you fake it till you make it. And a lot of times you make it quicker than you think with just faking it and believing it right. in yourself and then you being know?
0: negative like mm-hmm. then oh, you being it's, not negative, there, it's not
1: there who a negative Nancy right. like that's not gonna get you anywhere thinking negatively about yourself has never got anybody anywhere Gee. so like so what you're not that girl you are that girl. Just tell yourself you're that girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. I I love that sentiment, and I, I'll scrap the credit because I always end an episode saying like, "What's the moral to the story?" But I think it's clear <laughs> uh, at this episode that the the moral to the story with Gogo and with life yeah. that being confident and owning yourself is is huge. huge. Um,
2: kind of the moral of the story is just be find your confidence in who you are and being in these spaces, we're here to let loose and have fun and let our freak flags and queer flags fly.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I, th- I feel like that's something people lose sight of a lot. Uh, especially when it comes to queer nightlife is like the things that we're doing in these bars, whatever they, whatever we were doing, whether it's, you know, getting one drink or go go dancing or drag or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, that is something that has had to be fought for. Um, and so when you're in those spaces, even if it's something that you might not be comfortable with or haven't done before, haven't, experiences, haven't experienced before, I think it's huge to remember that, you know, it took a lot of work to get there. So we should all just uh, celebrate ourselves and, and our community. And sometimes that looks like go-go dancing. Sometimes that looks like drag. Sometimes that looks for just like just showing up and having fun. Like yeah. you can, you can embody confidence and uh, celebrate queer community regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. So, I love that. Okay, last question, I promise. Um, <laughs> how how would you recommend we dig stigmatize sex work? Because I always think of, I'm mm. from, like, uh, similar to Indian, I'm from Michigan. Okay. A small town, southwest Michigan. Yeah. And I always think about, like, my mom or, like, my, like, old teachers, like, listening, uh, like, very religious background. And so, like, I don't... I always think of it in terms of like, how would I explain or like normalize a concept to them? Yeah. So with that in mind, like to somebody who might not get it, how would how how do we destigmatize, you know, go go or drag or or anything like that? I
1: think and it is going to sound so weird coming from me because I I'm the same person that said my parents don't know that I do it.
0: Yeah. Pardon the siren. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But
1: um, I think it's like not being ashamed.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, at least
1: when I'm here, sometimes, most times, especially now that I'm doing this full time, I'm proud to say that I'm a go-go. Yeah. I'm proud to say, hey, I'm a I'm a sex worker. I go-go. I perform. I'm, I do drag, and that's who I am. And so it kind of takes away someone else being able to throw shame or project shame onto me. You can't do that to me because I'm already proud of who I am. Yeah. So I feel like if um. And I feel like a lot of people do. If a lot of go-go boys that are that are working in these corporate jobs, if they're like, hey, yeah, I can't work. I can't stay late today. I have a gig. I have to like go-go tonight. Like, We have to make it normal. And you just have to accept what someone else is doing in their life because it's their life, not yours.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if somebody is speaking negatively about you know, go-go or sex work or whatever, it's yeah. like, well, they don't care that you think that. And then it just kind of takes all the wind out of their argument of like, mm-hmm. oh, well. Okay, then I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> like, they, if nobody cares what they're saying, then they're eventually gonna get the message and shut up. So, um, they would love that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, do you have like recurring gigs, or if people are in Chicago, what's the best way Absolutely. for them to find out where they can see you?
1: If you want to see me, um, I'm always on the Word wide web. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Boy You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Non-Automatic. I'm at the river every single Sunday for the best drag show in Chicago. You can drag me to the river at the river. That's in um, Sheffield like on the other side of Boys Town. Um, Lately, I've been hosting a lot of gigs at DS Tequila. So if you're looking for a new entertainment, like a new vibe, somewhere new that's up and coming, that has like great food, even better drag, and like just a great atmosphere, DS Tequila has been really like putting themselves out there as the new bar. So yeah, get into it.
2: I will be dancing at DS more. I've, um, what do I say? There's someone that I'm gonna start dancing with more. i planning on. I haven't danced at Hydrate for a bit, but I would like to step back there. Uh, sometimes for Circuit Moms, still I've stepped more into a production role for them oh, yeah. for most of the time. Um, but I've also let them know, like if if anyone ever calls off, you know who to call, and I'll, I'm there.
0: This is the official plug, Call Graham. Thank you so much. Thank you, man, um, me. This is really uh, inspiring to hear. You know that the the threat of loving yourself and being confident can take you. To success, not only in, in go go and drag, but throughout life. So throughout life. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your time, Jalen. Thank you for having me, Grim. Thank you for spending time and for um, dealing with my poorly worded and surprise <laughs> questions because I know I threw a few out of, on at you out of left field. Um, I'm quick on my feet. Yeah, uh, yeah, literally, quite literally. You are a dancer, so um, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate your time and, and all your thoughtful answers. I appreciate you having me here for it. Of course. And that has been our episode about GoGo. If you're interested in any of the resources that we talked about on the episode, you can visit www.howardbrown.org for more information. Thanks for listening.